Hello and welcome to today's edition of Chapter by Chapter for Eye of the World. I am your host, Will Cowan, and with me is my co-host and my good friend, Steve. You know, Will, today I'm heating up. I'm melting. It's, it's much a like a, I'm much like a wolf. I'm much like a like a melting wolf in a Baselmon dream. Oh, that's uh, his upcoming single, folks. You can expect that on Spotify, SoundCloud, and SoundCloud iTunes. Premium, <laughs> SoundCloud YouTube Premium. premium. Yeah, it's a it. it's a it's a scorcher one today. Um, but that's that's not what we're here to talk about, Steve. You know what we're here to talk about today? We're here to talk about Chapter Forty Three: Decisions and Apparitions. Did you say apparitions? Yep. There's <laughs> <laughs> appar- apparitions. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're hopping off immediately. Like honestly, th- today's chapter, as we mentioned yesterday, we've already read ahead a little bit because we were just getting the flow of it. But today's chapter and yesterday's chapter might as well be be one chapter one chapter yeah definitely but don't get a fool folks they're not they're not they're not so <laughs> picking up exactly where we left off so moraine has mentioned the ways to loyal and loyal's like why the hell did you do that to me and she's like you're gonna like, take us this position no <laughs> why, why you do this um so this is this thing the ways what are the ways portals yes and Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, so, essentially, at the core of this, they're portals. They're going to get you from one place to another. Yeah, but there, there is a whole bunch of Wheel of Time magic that that involves here. And it has to deal with the fact that these portals are living in a way. And at the same time, they're involved with a lot of the history between the Ogier the 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 ice the ice to die um particularly when the breaking of the world happened so loyal goes on this huge exposition uh piece which i found actually very like helpful it, it actually kind of cleared up a lot of my questions in this book and where things were getting foggy you know what i mean yeah absolutely it was, it was a good one yeah so during the breaking of the wheel um when the male Aes Sedai were going crazy uh, due to the taint of, from the Dark One. A few of them... Due to the Dark ref- One's taint. Due to the Dark One's taint. They would find refuge in settings. They would actually go to settings and kind of like... Which are the Ogier homes. Yeah, the Ogier homes. And uh, do like, I don't know, a, like a detox? It's like a detox well, there's, section? There's, yeah, and they're safe. They're They're... They're safe there. Yeah, they're safe there. However, as soon as they leave, they're they are driven mad again. And there's uh there's this controversy between Aes Sedai, uh, and it actually deviates the group. So we've heard previously that there's red Aja, there's blue Aja. Blue Aja, green, uh, I think. Green Aja. And later on in this chapter, which we'll talk about, are black Aja. But all of these oh, yeah. th- they're they're all kind of um, split on their opinion. Of- it's essentially, yeah, yeah, I mean, they're all Aes Sedai. 
Mm-hmm. And it's essentially different ways of of thinking or or moralities or different different codes, sort of. Yeah, all involving this specific event. So Moraine makes a mention about uh, I Red Red Aja, the Red Aja Aes Sedai, believe that the male Aja going to the Steadings was not actually a good thing, and in fact, it prolonged the breaking of the world and made things worse for the for the world. While Blue Aja, who Maureen is a part of, um, believes Maureen's that... Maureen's a Blue Aja? Yeah, Maureen's a Blue Aja. Um, they believe that the settings actually provided sanctuary. And it was a good thing that they went to the, uh, went to the sanctuary. So that's, that's, that's kind of like the deviation point. Um, and a big part of how Ogiers, and I believe I said I used it as well. I think, I can't remember if it's mentioned... Uh, in the book here, but they get to place to place super fast using the way and way gates, which are portals, but these operate which, in different, which the Aes Sedai gave to the Ogier as a gift for as a, as gift. a thank you gift. Oh, I, I think I missed yeah, that. For what, the protection what? in the setting for the, for the, help Oh the yes, 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 yes. You're right. You're right. Um, but, over time, the steady or the the way became more corrupted. Are you? I don't know if you can clear that, Steve. I don't know if I can. Like, I think it's just it just honestly like over time it just became more corrupted and dilapidated, and it became a way like it was just it, the Ogier didn't want to use that as a. Well, they say that the the way started to become like they started to become corrupt corrupted with darkness and that yeah. people using them um would sometimes get lost and not come back or they would come back just completely out of their mind yeah absolutely um so that's why loyal is like i don't know guys i don't i don't know about go using the ways to get to the green man <laughs> well after yeah so after all of that of them going uh spooky ways the Ogier forbade it. So that's why Loyal is so against it too. And so almost just scared by the mention of it. Exactly. Since since this, it's been forbidden for Ogiers to use them um, due to the high risk of losing yeah. your, your, your sanity. That's right. Not your yeah. insanity. You're gaining your insanity. I'm interested to see how they handle this teleportation. Cause I don't think it's going to be like you, you walk in and you walk out to the destination you're going to be. I think. Well, it says the they have way, way gates. They have what? Way gates. Yeah. Way so gates. It's like, is this like Stargate? No, I, I believe that. I, I don't think it's going to be like a, te- like a teleporter that where you, you walk in through one way gate and you walk out the other way gate. And Maybe you're it'll be your like a, Big guy with an axe. Yeah, I think there's Hondo. like there's a <laughs> there's a there's there's a tunnel or some sort of course or something you have to navigate through before you cross over to the destination. It makes your, the traveling much much shorter. Like probably like let's say. Yeah, like I mean, I guess hour. it's not instant teleportation. It says it says like great distances in a single day. Or something like yeah that. exactly 
So do you do you remember that scene in The Matrix Reloaded where the, it's all the doors? The uh, orgy? <laughs> or was that in the first one? I'm going to be no, honest. That that's the... all I remember from the Matrix movies. <laughs> that rave orgy. Uh, at the very end of the second one, there's like a... It's like a hallway full of doors, and each door leads to different different areas inside the Matrix. It's kind of how the key master... Look, guys, I'm really big into the Matrix. I love. Yeah, all and look, guys, I don't give a shit about the Matrix. All right, I'll give you a I'll give you a key. <laughs> I'll give you a door to open. You know what I'm saying? All I'm trying to make is like this. This sort of teleportation reminds me of the that sort of teleportation or like traveling that they they introduced in the Matrix, but probably did not explain how it works whatsoever. I th- I know how it works because I'm fucked. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if it's like the Matrix will. Yeah, or and if that it's pretty like Stargate. Much, or it could be like Stargate. We don't know yet. We'll get we'll get to that chapter, and that wraps up that conversation about Waygates and we get a little bit of history of Aes Sedai in there. Um, but at this point, Moraine is, she's like, we have to go. Like She's, she's still like, campaigning on that mission to the blight. Yeah. 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 So she's like, everybody's got to get themselves ready. And Rand is like, I'm in let's, let's rock. The way she lays it out is like, we really don't have any choice. If we stay here, they'll attack us and kill us. If we run somewhere else, they'll attack us and kill us. Yeah. And her her point that she makes is that if we can get all three to Varen at the point where the web wants us to go, then we can have a fighting chance of defeating the Dark One. That's kind of her point that she's trying to get, a, get across these youngins. And Rand is all about it. Rand is like, I'm in. I'm ready to do this. But he goes up to the Egwene and Egwene, he, he basically asks her, like, please, please don't come. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's like, like please don't come because Basilmon is going to realize that I love you. And he's yeah. going to take you hostage. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't quite say that, but it's basically what he's saying. That's I, exactly what he's exactly. And she's like, fuck you. Like, first of all, fuck you. And second of all, like, I'm 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 a part of this, you know? I think she she brings up a point that Min and Nynaeve... She's like, like I, I'm special too. Yeah. Rand. They're all a part of this together. And like in the in the last chapter, uh, Moraine said, like, how, in what world do, like, we have to get to the Blight right now and suddenly we meet a guy that can take us there. He knows a way, a secret way to take us there in less than a day. Yeah. You know? Like... These are events that are culminating together. And that's part of the reason why I love these two chapters as much as I do is that it, it is kind of like the, like to steal the title of a, of a chapter a couple chapters ago. Uh, the, the web is tightening, you know, like they're, they're getting forced on their hero's path and Moraine is doing everything in her power to, to facilitate that, you know, which is cool. Yeah, absolutely pattern is coming together yeah following that is a little montage about uh planning they're they're planning oh, yeah. their shit. They're just like how much trail mix do we need who's got bread who's got cheese who's who's carrying tom's loot so i don't want to fucking <laughs> carry it anymore i'm carrying this loot around for like three weeks 
One thing, one thing we didn't talk about last episode or this episode uh, yet um, is the fact that Matt made it out okay in the uh, after the little treatment that he got from Moraine. He's um, he's he's no longer a little bitch, but he's still he's not one hundred percent though, is he? Well, he's like holding on to the the dagger still. Like the dagger is still a big part of him, and Moraine makes a point that like I can't separate the dagger and him they are they're entwined in a way like yeah too too bonded at this point too bonded but what she can do is kind of mitigate the the poison that the uh that the dagger puts on to uh matt and that leads into this next part here where ran and uh uh more matt uh, Matt. i always call him moraine there for a second ran and matt go to bed and Rand notices that he's like he still has the knife and he puts it underneath his pillow. He's normal. The dagger, but he's, yeah. Yeah, he still has that dagger and he's he's still holding on to it. So obviously he's not quite he's not quite uh cured. But I bet you I think he's going to I think that dagger is going to become his main weapon and it's going to uh I think he's gonna I think he's gonna overcome all the evil in it and maybe channel it. Or I can see Matt being a traitor, like later on, like mm-hmm. that holding on, like Sh- uh, Shale Ghoul or the spirit of Shale Ghoul or whatever is poisoning him from from that knife. I believe can still take a hold of him over time, but in a much more quiet and insidious way. Whatever you know, it is, I, that thing is for sure coming back into play. It means oh something. yeah, it's either going to give him like I, th- I would put my money on like at least for a little bit turning Matt evil, not like even more so than what we've seen him. Well, I want to know that dagger's history, where it came from. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool dagger. It's got a ruby on it. Sweet. Well, and if it's evil, I mean, that's pretty cool. That's sweet. It's metal as fuck. Um, that leads into my favorite part of every chapter or so is a f- bread and cheese dream boys we got bread we got and bread cheese. and cheese and we got we got bread nightmares and so let's get into this so rand is dreaming he 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 sees he sees three little he sees three little figures three little clay figures and yeah little people each of them represents Matt Perrin and Matt, respectively. You know, one's got like a wolf next to him, which like Yeah, one has a, a wolf laying by him, one has a dagger. And the other one has one a has sword. A, a sword with a heron mark. And it's important to note yep. here that he doesn't Rand doesn't pick it up. Um he doesn't pick any of those statues up. We'll get into that. No, he, he just, just looks, looks at, at them. And the yeah. And that is that is important to know. Um but he turns around and there's Balzaman and Balzaman is like, he's taunting him and he's like, why, why don't you join me and help me change, change the world and be my servant and, and help me rule over, over this world. And Rand is constantly like, I'm denying you. I'm denying you. I'm denying you. I'm denying you. And this is kind of like the first part where I feel like, um, this is 
more or less the first part where I feel like I get a lot of anger from Baal Zaman. You know, I my oh, my yeah. interpretation of Baal Zaman and every other bread and cheese dream has has been he's cool and confident, but this is the first time I feel like he's desperate. Well, he gives us a little bit of exposition yeah. in a way as well. So he starts to he starts going on talking about how this has happened before. He's met Ren before. By other names. Um, like when you, we, by other names, other faces. Which was... Uh, so I guess he's talking about the dragons through And he time. mentions the yeah. um, the the dragon that's in the prologue. Um, Lewin Davis? Oh yeah, <laughs> Lewin Thayer's... I, I can't remember his name. Well, but, you know... That yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Lou's Theron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, he mentions that name. So he's like, I, I've had this conversation with you. I've We've been adversaries throughout time, you know? But now it's time for you to to join me. Join me. Join me. He does talk about how sometimes, like what Rand is now trying to do, denying him. He's like, some sometimes you're successful. Sometimes you figure out how to mm-hmm. do it. And sometimes you last longer. Yeah. And uh, or you last long enough to figure out how to do it. Um sometimes you don't. And he's trying to break he's Usually trying to break down his don't. walls as well. He even mentions like, do you think the Aes Sedai is going to say to you? I have Aes Sedai everywhere. I have Black o- the Black Aja and this is where we get back to the 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 This is where we find about, about Black, Black Aja, Aja that we yes. mentioned yesterday. Uh Black Aja are like secret uh dark friends. That are peppered, who are Aes Sedai, peppered everywhere. So we don't know who's a Black Aja. They're all sleeper agents. You know? Yes, exactly. So this is the thing is that going back to what we were saying yesterday, um, is that is it possible that Moraine is a Black Aja sleeper agent? You know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say I don't think so. But you know the uh, the Aja that was helping, like that was with Queen Morgays and Camelin. Part part yeah. of me thinks that that's Black Aja. You know, I think she wasn't she a Red Aja. I mean, it would be a great place to have a sleeper agent, Black Absolutely. Aja, right at the the hand of the queen. Wouldn't it be kind of cool oh, yeah. to kind of. Um, Later on in the story, because you know, uh, that I can't remember her name, Aleda, I believe that's it. Aleda kind of takes control of that situation, and then you know, Rand, who befriended those kids, is, are now is now put in the uh, a set of conflict against them in some way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that would be kind of cool to see. Um, we definitely are not going to see the we definitely haven't seen the last of the Morgays crew, the 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 Camelin royalty. Um, but how we're going to see it will just oh no will way. just depend, and I think we'll it will have to do with um, Aleda in one way or another, especially because she's sending white cloaks as it is uh, to go to go look for them, you know, to look for yeah to look for our our, our the rat yeah. pack I mean the wolf pack wolf pack well the white cloaks are after the wolf pack. I think, yeah, you're, you're right. Sorry, I was mistaken. White Cloaks are after the wolf pack. Aleda's guards and the Queen's guard are out looking for Matt and Perrin. Or Matt and Rand. Blech. Yeah. So many names. It's a whole lot. <laughs> so back to the dream. Uh, like I said, uh, 
this is the first time I'm feeling pressure from Balzaman. Like he's he's actually feeling desperate. There is there is even a line. Do you do you listen to the audiobook of this? I think we've already co- talked about this, but you listen to the audiobook, right? Uh, usually this one I read. Okay. Um, so I listened to the audiobook of this one, and there's a part of this chapter where uh, Balzaman says die. Like, I can't remember the sentence, but he says die. Like but over then, and over how, and over and over. Well, he, he doesn't say it over and over and over again, but it's an echo that gets louder. And the way I, I had my, uh, I had it sped up on my phone so I can, yeah, I had a faster on my phone. So I just hear this guy just going, die, 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 die. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Um, and that Rand wakes up from that dream and he immediately sees that Rand or, or yeah, Rand wakes up from the dream and he immediately sees that Matt's having the exact same thing. Wakes up same con- time. Yeah. And he's like saying, deny, I deny you, deny you just mumbling under his breath and he wakes him up and, um, he notices that he, Matt's not wearing pants anymore. And he thinks that's strange. <laughs> what are you doing? No, but they wake up and they, uh, Matt, Matt, Matt and him each tell each other the dream and they realize they have the same dream. Yeah. However, the, the main difference here, which is what uh, the clip is where the clay figures come back into play, is that Matt touched his uh, clay figure. Like he, he picked, picked up his clay figure. The one with the dagger. Yeah. And he like saw his face in it. You know what I mean? Yes. Because what, because I took that as that is Basilmon figuring, marking Matt and figuring out which of the three Matt is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He doesn't know. I don't think he knows which one is the dragon yet, but now he can put faces to at least a face to Matt to the, yeah, a face to the dagger figure. Yeah. Which makes me think that now that I see these three, those three clays, the clay figures, do you think that these are kind of like archetypes that follow the web? Like that has followed throughout history during the battle between Ooh, you know, could be the dark and the light. Like, is this this uh, this dragon, this hero, or this dragon, or whatever it is that Basilmon has faced so many times? Does he always carry a hairy marked sword? And does yeah. he always have companions with a red dagger and a wolf power? Or, or like, it's always those three archetypes that could be the dragon. You know what I mean? There's one with a dagger, gotcha. there's one yeah. with a wolf, and there's one with a Harrenmark sword. And it's always, it's always those three. three. But Balzman doesn't know which one. Dang. You know, I like it. You know? Um, but yeah, so Matt looks at himself in the uh, looks at himself in the in the clay figure, and I think you and I can both pretty much agree that it's it's an identifying mark for Balzaman. And I can see Bowsman pro- probably focusing in more on Matt in the future because now he has a face. Yeah, or he focuses in on the other two to try and figure out their face. Yeah, or like weird tricks and shit that he tries to pull. We'll have to see how it goes on. Well, the, uh, o- one thing the I- other thing that's uh, interesting that goes down here is that in Rand's version of the dream, he doesn't pick up the figures, but he just he he destroys them, doesn't he? He smashes them. And uh, um, I think, I, uh, yeah, at the end of his dream, when the voices are getting louder and louder and louder, he like he like covers his ears and like freaks out. 
and yeah, knocks him and over. Smashes, smashes him down, and then when he's talking to Matt right at the end of this chapter, he has a splinter in his hand. Yeah, well, he feels... I was about to get to that point. It's like he feels something stab his hand when he's in the dream, and then when he wakes up, there's a splinter in there. Oh, I took it that it was from destroying the statues, but uh, it could have been, but, it could have been that I might I might have missed it. But I might point is wrong that too. Uh, the point is that yeah, he had a splinter in his hand. It's related to that dream in some way, um, and it's the dream like directly affecting uh, real real world. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it's another one of those like rat dreams, you know. Yep. It's so, a big time rat dream. It's a big time rat dream. Um, immediately after this, uh, Moraine comes into the room. She's like, "All right, guys, get ready." And it only takes her like a hot second to realize that they had another another one of them dreams. And she's like, mm-hmm. "We have to go now." And that's and that's where we leave off today, guys. And that's it. Uh, that's it. Um, yeah. Thank you all so mu- <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out our website, go check it out at uh, chapterbychapterpodcast.com. I think by the time this episode comes out, I might have two blog posts, so you guys can go and read those out on there. Um, also, we'll any be- of our iTunes listeners, anyone listening on iTunes, uh, we always appreciate those five-star reviews. If you Absolutely. Listen. listen. If you're going to leave a review that's less than five stars, just don't. You know what yes. I mean? You know email I mean? us directly. We don't, want it. we don't want it. Yeah, let <laughs> us know directly. We'll address all your issues and we'll get we'll get that up to five stars. Yeah, we'll, we're, we're here to serve you, the people. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So tomorrow we'll be back with chapter 44. The Dark Along the Ways. That sounds like a good chapter. I'm into it. 